I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. of a clap that was a good clap okay Cassie I have a treat for you Come yes on. welcome back welcome to the creep dive I'm Sophie I'm Cassie White. Delaney Sophie White and Jen D-W-Y-E-R it has honestly been I'd say a year since we introduced ourselves easily easily and they know I, who we are but I think it's it's a little unwelcoming to those <laughs> who are joining us and who we appreciate very much thank you if this is your first ever episode of the creep dive Strap on your strap on and get ready to peg peg teeth. You know, they might know. They actually might know who they were, who we were, if they came via the recommendation on Laura Whitner's Whit- 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 Whitmore's podcast, because I was written out of the story entirely. The guests <laughs> spoke about the creep dive and Jen and Sophie and what what Jen and Sophie do to make the creep dive so special, and Jen and Sophie's production <laughs> company, Tall Tales, and how great Jen and Sophie are. They did. I haven't listened to it. <laughs> no, gas. they just just wrote me out of the story entirely. I like the whole the, the guests were going along. Oh, the, at no God. point did oh. someone stop and be like, uh, "There's a third person in that." Then they played a clip, and no one was like, "Who's the third person?" <laughs> and Laura Laura Whitmore has appeared on Before Brunch, my other podcast. Just no. wrote me out of it Poor. entirely. So now, for two reasons, we're enemies. And secondly, she's named her child Stevie Nicks, apparently. And I wanted to name my child Stevie Nicks. Um, that's, uh, that's absolutely brilliant. You've been demoted to simply a recurring character. While Jen and I are still top billing as starring Jen O'Dwyer and Sophie White. This makes yeah. me laugh. And congrats, congrats on the production company and making it a full-time gig, guys. That's really, they loved that. They loved it. <laughs> I mean, thank you. Thank you. But Cassie, it's, your it's real career. It's just amazing how easy running a production company is. <laughs> it's I like, can't believe I it. I haven't had to do anything yet. Piss. Like, but I have it's this whole piss. production company. 
Um, well okay, Cass, here's my treat for you. You ready? Mm-hmm. I couldn't find, I couldn't stream BBC last night. Oh, no. And I don't even know if I care anymore about this series of Line of Duty. Jed has let me down. Let me let everybody down. And so I thought it would be fun if you would like to tell me who H is live on the podcast. Okay. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for anybody who's watching Line of Duty who didn't watch it last night. Uh, It was so utterly disappointing. It was the guy with the curly hair. I can't even remember his name. He's that minor character. Not minor Not James Nesbitt. No, it's the dumb fuck who was who Joe tried to frame. Buckles. Buckles, buckles, yeah, buckles. Well. But but we don't really believe it was the most disappointing but Buckles was brought into the room and he was all no comment this and no comment that and I was like, I am not here for this no comment bullshit. And then everyone on Twitter Buckles was like oh because Buckles was like there is no big left guy left it's just me passing on information like it's not this mad organized thing and then they were like maybe the the fourth man is just the fact that all police officers are corrupt and here we go and this is the world we live in and people everyone was everyone on Twitter was like this is just too too real I wanted a dramatic ending I wanted it to be Hastings I wanted it to be Carmichael I wanted it to be James Nesbitt. Like it's just it was such a such a poor finale. I am disgusted. I told my friend Lisa that if it was disappointing, I was going to hit the roof. I was gonna walk out into the street and take a dump. <laughs> you in should the middle do that. of the road. It's so protest. disappointing. Uh, there was this great picture on Twitter that everyone was sharing, and it was like this beautiful sketch line drawing of a of a horse done like photorealistic and then someone had drawn tried to finish it and just drawn a child's horse head and that was it <laughs> that was it it was line of duty was this stunning stunning program and then it was just this three-year-old's version of a finale what that a letdown. is amazing yeah. and i am so disappointed did yeah. now I do have a question? Did James Nesbitt actually have to come along and act any scenes? No, because you know the way he's appeared in a no. photograph so far. No, he's, what? he confirmed dead. Confirmed that body was James Nesbitt. Confirmed dead. They How like, much they did, did James and they were like, Nesbitt? They did a DNA analysis and confirmed dead. Senor Nesbitt dead. Is. Yeah. That is what. Yeah. Why would you draft in James Nesbitt? The only and the just only, use him as a photograph. The only satisfying bit was that poor little jo- So they were like, Joe, you can go into witness protection if you just identify who the fourth man is, but she wouldn't give it up, but then still went into witness protection and lives in this gorgeous cottage in the countryside. That was the only the, that little snippet of property porn was the only enjoyable bit of the episode. Everyone's well, raging. Now, lots of people are going to reach out and give out to me because last time we talked about Line of Duty, they were like, yours are wrong, yours are so wrong. It's brilliant, it's intense. I don't want to work hard for a TV show, right? I just want it to be satisfying. I want to turn it on. I want to understand it. And I want it to be satisfying. And it was not. I don't want to be Googling acronyms every two seconds. Yeah, and I'm not watching it with my phone. I'm concentrating. I'm paying attention. And I'm still just, I need someone to be like, explain it to me. But I just think it's not... They're trying to make it too clever. It's not as as um, 
it's not as intense and brilliant as they're making it out to be. That's my two cents. And like, well, the live here on the creep dive and definitely from Cassie the third. I understood them. The earlier I... seasons are absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, and they have done the dirty on us. Well, I'm glad now. Thank you, Cassie, because you've saved me an hour. You saved me my whole life. Haven't watched a single. No, episode. I mean, I think you'd watch, watch it. Like, there, maybe there's, maybe this is it. Maybe it's just the ultimate cock tease that, like, we're all like, oh, go on, give us another, give us another lash there, give us another six episodes, and we'll still commit to them as much and live for them, and then we'll be disappointed and we'll wait again for another season. But like this season was disappointing, and look, last season was disappointing. If we're honest with ourselves, I was sure it was Vicky McClure. But like because there's still there's still the so they, many you, things that they haven't addressed. Like we know that Hastings had a laptop where he was communicating with the guys in his room before he gave the fifty grand to your one in Liverpool, and they're not dealing with that at all. They're just not dealing, and they're just there's just no there's no plan for a new season. So um, you sound very upset. So so is this, this is your creep of the with, week? The writers of the final series, this Jed. last series of. Yeah, but is it, it's, it can't be the last Curio. season. They, it hasn't he's been. It can't be the last season. He has. He's upset us all. And he's tried to be too political and too real. But we don't go to TV for real. We go to TV for escapism. I don't want to be reminded that all of those authoritative figures in our lives are corrupt and power corrupts. That's too sad, Jed. I wanted it to be Hastings. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I definitely wanted to be Vicky, Vicky McClure. They stopped giving her any kind of personal life after season one. So I was convinced it was her because we'd seen nothing of her joint custody with the kid. We'd seen nothing of anything. No, none of no them were personalized. There's no backstories. The, the person that held it to his minor drug problem dealt with in this well, episode. He's getting help. kitchenette that he's always hanging out in. You Do know, you know what? That spoke else? to a life of loneliness. They also... Um, they didn't develop any of the, the, the brilliant secondary characters. Like poor Chloe was the Sherlock Holmes of this season, single-handedly totally solving hard. the crimes, single-handedly oh, piecing the puzzle together. And there was no, I remember the start of the episode, they were like, Chloe, now she's about the same age, that D.I. who died, who was framed in season one, you know, whatever. Also, sorry, the most important thing, everyone's going to sh- shut off the creep dive and cancel us now. But anyway, the most fucking lazy bit of <laughs> of tv ever was that they just found a box with all of the murder weapons in it from the previous seasons all of them they were like and in your they were like on uh, exhibit a that has the blood of um your one from season one and exhibit b that is the blood of um gail vela and exhibit c that is the blood of whatever i was like so someone has a murder box where they're storing all the murder weapons and they've conveniently placed it just slightly below the ground <laughs> not even a, not even a, a padlock beneath the ground this, this podcast i think what we need to do is, is form a spin-off podcast called line of shoot me where we just go and bitch <laughs> bitch line of duty out for an hour or so a week cassie sounds great absolutely jen who's your creep you of the week be... for god's sake get back on okay. track Do I have, I've got some creeps of the week for sure. Courtesy of uh, Harry, no no less. Okay, sorry, hang on. Now, Harry I thought you were going to say Harry, me, no I, joke. And I was like, Ooh. no less. 
No less than no Harry. joke, Harry. Um, so Harry sent it to me. This comes with a warning to listeners because he sent it to the link, and just below the link wrote, um, "Opportunity to trot out your Australian accent." Nice, oh, beautiful. Here we go. This is a story about a man whose name is Dick Pussy. No. <laughs> No. His name is Richard. It might be pronounced Pussy, but I don't fucking want to hear it, okay? I don't want to hear it. I'm Dick Pussy. Australian oh, man uh. who's been jailed for 10 months. You're not going to believe what he did. It better he... be sex crime. No. Fingers crossed. Crime <laughs> against humanity. He filmed four dead and dying police, police officers, officers who just fucking been hit followed by this case it is now lose all faith in humanity story stuff it's it is the story. lowest yeah, just put low. your faith in the bin it's over yeah it's absolutely over. beyond depressing isn't it and guess yeah. what his job was oh i know what his job was kathy do you want to guess it's no. <laughs> oh, like uh, it's not like it's the lowest of the low. Like if it was clampers, for example, that'd be pretty fitting. This is worse. That, mm. Do you reckon? Yeah. What is he? Go on. He's mortgage broker. Oh, <laughs> the lowest. <laughs> Why do you think that's so bad? Oh, I've got a it's friend who got a not. great deal because of their mortgage brokers. <laughs> yeah, it's but not. like mortgage just... brokers, mortgage brokers are the OG yoga teachers. Like they're the psychopaths. <laughs> just went back to So this, the, what he was charged with and found guilty of is outraging public decency. Isn't oh, that wow. a great sounding charge? Yes. And basically it's the first time that that charge has been prosecuted in Australia. Uh, since 1963 or 1963 if you will and um, so it basically he only got well I t- I'll tell you the story first and then you can I can tell you what he got in prison so police had pulled him over because he'd been driving okay his Porsche dick at mm-hmm. 93 miles per hour bigger dick um, on a freeway in April last year um, they were considering pounding, impounding the car. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm laughing because I just said pounding by mistake. And then the next word I have to say is pussy. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> impounding the sports car because pussy had far exceeded the um, 100k an hour speed limit or 62 miles. And so anyway, then a truck crashed into the officers and the Porsche and two other police cars. So it was fucking carnage, right? And so Pussy managed to avoid injury. He avoided injury because he had been taking a piss over in some bushes at the time. And then instead of helping anyone or calling emergency services, he took out his phone and began filming. And he supplied a profanity-laden commentary. This is according to the journal.ie. And he said, he smashed. Oh, this is justice. Absolutely amazing. Beautiful. I think everyone got cleaned up, he said. All of this in the footage. And then he goes on to say, I guess I'll be getting an Uber home, huh? Ha, ha, ha. 
one of five people who were coming to the aid of the officers asked Pussy outright to help. And Pussy yeah. said, they did. They did. They did, mate. And continued filming. They did, That's mate. the worst bit, they... I think. Because he st- he was sort of delay- filming then the people helping or trying oh. to help the victims. Like you, idiots. Oh, come... They're all dead. He is the did. lowest what are you doing, you of idiots? the low. Yeah, one of totally. the lowest. Um, and he uh, then basically, I sh- oh yeah, look, I mean, the families of the police officers had to deal with that information. Um, the secretary of the Victoria Police Association Union described him as a worthless individual. Yeah, accurate. And uh, and he went on to say, each and every one of us will face our mortality one day. When his day comes, I hope that he faces the same coldness and the same callousness with which he provided my members when they face theirs. Oh, Saifu, that's good. That is Thanks. good. And uh, he, so anyway, uh, suffice to say, Pussy pleaded guilty to the speeding offences and also possessing ecstasy. Um, which he was um, tested positive uh, for ecstasy and cannabis uh, at, right after he had been pulled over. So it he just was seems the rolling of what you'd want well to do as being a total asshole e and ecstasy having smoked a joint. You're not filming yeah. dead people. That's the opposite of the kind of act carry on you'd want to be getting involved in. Like Completely. beyond the opposite. So uh, and, like, I refuse to believe be feeling warm feelings towards your fellow man. Uh, if anything, yeah, I think I hate the way they do this catch-all. And... Just and by the way, he'd had a joint, and you're like supposed to then conflate the two. I just think that's ridiculous. This guy is a mm. complete scum, and pussy got pounded in the end. Totally, and let's hope also... he gets a serious pounding. Well, jail. he got ten months. Oh, which I that's nothing. Not. That's just it's free rent. Absolutely nothing. Um, the only I don't know. Yeah, the truck driver got twenty two years, um, and he's said to have also been under the influence of drugs and sleep deprived. Um, oh he got twenty two so, years. Yeah, it's all very he was sad. Also, he had charges of drug trafficking as okay. well brought against him. So I think that's all pretty fair i think the 10 months is total bollocksology um but i suppose like dick pussy is gonna live with that internet search result for the rest of his life and like i wouldn't and many other results to unrelated to him yeah he's probably yeah. well hidden obviously cleaning toilets perfectly respectable job i've had that job myself um but yeah Man, that's bad. That is a that was a real really sad fun. story. It's really fucked up. Is this? Yeah, it's just yeah. a real man. But look, a very small percentage of the world are incredible bastards like that man, and the rest, the vast majority, have some good in them. So let's focus on that. You want to hear my creep for this week? You've definitely come yes. across this. Yes. Okay, Russian man trapped on reality TV show in China. Yes, yes, yes. I love this. I okay. Twenty-seven-year-old part-time model. Picture that, very, if you will. Very yep. handsome. Here's his name: Vladislav Ivanov. No, Vladis, Vladislav Ivanov. 
right? 27-year-old Wright from a place also... Powerful name. Like mm. the name of the place he's from is the same as both of his first names, second names, Vladivostok, right? Let's go with that and hope okay. the Russians listening forgive me. He was working on a show. He was initially hired as a translator. Uh, the show was called Produce Camp 2021. And he was noticed while working on the show because of his incredible good looks. Then he I was get asked, that all the time. Me too. It's awful. It's awful. So then he was asked, Would you like to try a new life by somebody on the production team of the show? And he said to himself, Okay. And quickly began to regret that decision. He was <laughs> unable to leave on his own without breaching his contract and paying a fucking fine. So he signed a contract to sign up for the show, the reality sort of a uh, pop show. And it, within the contract, you had to stay until you were voted off or pay this fine. And Entered like, well, into the band. It's like mm-hmm. pop stars. I, the one pop, pop idol stars, or pop idol where they made where they made um, Girls Aloud and the other yes. boy band. That's it, it was all single people auditioning to be put into the band. Yeah, but exact One Direction were formed as a band at the start and oh, went through the X Factor. But remember that one, like they all performed individually and then that's right got closer till the winning till you were in the band like six like the famous scene where Nadine Coyle couldn't go on and was replaced because she lied about her age the nation what was it again 50 oh god I can't even attempt to do her accent there was a brilliant uh, maybe Michael Fry what did a, what did date a of song birth? about it what date of birth did I just what give you there birth? yeah <laughs> brilliant cousin. so uh, so you. he was he was trapped right and uh Instead, he decided he would just straight up beg the viewers to send him home. So this is kind of current news. And he was deliberately performing poorly in the hope of being voted off. Uh, the whole thing that they like to do. Sing. They rap, had to perform and sing loads in, of different things. in a group oh, scenario. Wow. Okay. In different mm-hmm. in different kind of like uh, versions of what might be a pop group. So like in a group ensemble. But the whole thing was, you know, that fantastic Mariah Carey clip where she's just half arsed doing a little oh, dance yes, yes. that was Brilliant. him for the whole thing okay so <laughs> so he was the program concept originated in korea pits young performers against each other to train and eventually form like you say Cass, an 11 member international boy band chosen oh, by gosh. the voting public i know blazing so squad blazing squad strong yeah, Ivanov and his fellow contestants were sequestered. They were held up in dorm rooms. Their phones were confiscated. It was the whole Big Brother gig. They were not allowed to it contact anyone from outside the show. Russian sleep experiment. Exactly. So he, what was his his stage name? Was Lelouch. Uh, sexy. So Ivanov told viewers, "Don't love me, you'll get no results," and repeatedly pleaded with people to vote him off. So his first song was ha- a half-hearted Russian rap uh, in stark contrast to the high pop. So the rest of the competitors were like high pop, you know, I guess, but upbeat, not him. So he says, please don't make me go to the finals. I'm tired. And then he says, I hope I'm the judges so won't tired. support me. While the others want to get an A, I want to get an F as it stands for freedom. So he was just pleading away here on every single show, asking for people to stop voting. But he was propelled through three months of competitions and 10 episodes, <laughs> plus supplemental digital content. A fan base which had taken to his grumpy like vibes 
basically this was kind of <laughs> it was failing so badly that now that he had this kind they of huge him. wealth of fans loving his grumpy anti-celebrity he was negging them so uh they were driving him forward and uh let's see now so others called him the most miserable wage slave and celebrated him as an icon of something called sang culture which is a, a chinese millennium concept of having a sort of defeatist attitude towards life i'm reading that as a kind of goth yeah love it this in, whole in like anti anti um establishment turning against the machine sort of attitude which exactly. is inspirational it is so he mm. made it to the final he where he grumpily Shit. it says here he grumpily ate a lemon on camera and said that he hoped people would not support him yet again he says directly to camera i'm not kidding deadpan so he was finally released voted off in the final episode which aired last saturday i'm finally getting off work he posted on his weebo account the next day so huge incredible amounts of people flocking to his weebo which i think is a chinese version of uh, is it their chinese facebook like facebook or, or and, and some type and of platform and whatsapp mm. so wait for this so his departure was viewed on that website more than 180 million times and reposted oh more than 60,000. Isn't that fucking crazy? Including Amazing. by the Russian embassy. Congrats, have a good rest, says the Russian embassy <laughs> after having not <laughs> helped him whatsoever. Help exactly. <laughs> Job so, done. That is so good. There was also a call for his release and various hashtags trying to save him. But the question is like, what the hell is he going to do now? I mean, he has all this fame. He has absolutely no appetite for doing anything at all. So he was originally hired as a translator, Grant. But he, before that, had a job as a part-time model and had an agent. But uh, according to his agent, the first and only modeling job he got in Hong Kong, uh, he sent an SOS text message five minutes in saying, he couldn't stand it any longer. I'm leaving. <laughs> so... Uh, so basically, that's Ivanov, and who knows what he's going to do now? The part-time model, just the part-time model. I just keep just thinking relax. of the uh, flight of the Concord song, part-time <laughs> yeah. model. Such a good song. Very good. <laughs> uh, so it reminded he me as well to... of something we talked about before. Remember the Truman syndrome? And I went down then a deep. Do you remember talking about this? So this is a, a type of some delusional patients may believe that they're trapped in a reality TV show. One man in New York once this... showed up at a federal building asking for release from the reality show he was sure was being made of his life. So this mm. Truman this, Show syndrome. This is amazing. I've, I've met so many people who believe their lives are, there's no way to convince someone that their life isn't the Truman Show. What do you mean? When I had my first breakdown, that was a big part of my delusion stuff was that oh, I believed yeah. everyone was actors. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so I, it right. was it was coined to the Truman Show, of course, after the movie, but obviously it existed in some fashion beforehand, but it was just summed up beautifully by the movie. But uh, what a terrible, yeah, it sounds fucking horrendous. But, you know, there you go. But there is so much. So you may or may not have listened to my uh, jaw walking episode for the on the thingy. What do you call it? Creep to creep. But on that, mm-hmm. I talked a bit about this show that was another reality show. It was kind of like a once off. And it was made by Discovery and it was called Eaten Alive. And yeah. uh, it was made by this guy 
who was a convert, what do you call that word where you're trying to conserve, conservationist himself, and wanted, according to him, draw attention to the Amazon and the plight of, you know, forest, uh, forestry, people cutting down, destroying the Amazon. Mm-hmm. And uh, in order to do this, he had this great idea that he would be filmed being swallowed whole by an anaconda. And oh, amazing! He, yeah, so he was going to be filmed for this. And he went, sorry, I'm repeating my own story and I don't know why. I think I'm just talking about reality <laughs> things now. But I just really want to talk about it more. And now that you're here to talk about it with me, great. Anyway, so he got kitted up, oxygen tank on, right? Huge set of people there. Uh, safety gear, everything. They'd earmarked this like nine foot long female anaconda that they reckoned was going to do the job. So they found her, <laughs> they positioned him. They covered him in pig's blood and said, just oh. do a bit of writhing around on the floor there. Sorry, he also Amazing. had a lot of body armor on. And uh, so he's riling around. Your one had obviously eaten fairly recently, so she wasn't sort of biting and until he started prodding her. And didn't she then go directly for his head? Clamped on. This is how they kill you. They wrap their body around you and wait yeah. for this. They don't squeeze. They wait for you to exhale and then they tighten. Do you get me? So you kill yourself. Crafty. Isn't that tremendously horrific? Anyway, this fucking docuseries rolls for 180 minutes. Nothing happens for 160 minutes. Nothing at all. (laughs) Then the last 20 minutes, this event happens. So he's in her mouth. His head is in her mouth. He said he could feel afterwards both his shoulders because she had constricted him around the shoulders Begin, his arms his forearms begin to bend and he feels he was like these things are gonna fucking pop and yeah. uh, oh. he tapped out like three minutes into being swallowed and I can't remember why I'm telling you go listen to the the little episode for the rest of the story but it's fucking yeah yeah and jaw walking is the name of their of what when the snakes do the whole dislocating you know both sides of the jaw, the jaw. and walk their jaw down a, an object oh isn't that so times the side of the size of their head it's amazing sorry that was all over if you were going to be a killer animal which one would you like to be a hundred percent whale orca a killer whale yeah mm. what about yeah, I think you it'd be something in th- i think something in the sea also because the rest of the time when you're not killing people you'd just you'd just be out in the sea just be a day floating out, around be yeah jumping and no hassle if you're kind of good at killing things. No. I like the um, idea of being a honey badger, but they have they oh, ever vicious. sealed the deal and killed anyone? Oh, I'm, I, sure, I'm sure they, they have. have. So let me just do a quick check. But you'd have to also, you'd like, you'd be eating trash. You know, you have to like... Ah, yeah. Sure, what else if are you it's doing? it's good enough for the Manson girls, it's good enough for me. <laughs> I just put just in a honey badger of pizza kills and kill. man. And yes, I'm getting hits. Deadly honey badger eh. kills man recently in a Botswana. Tuesday. All right. Yeah, it's happened. So it's th- it has beautiful. Happened. Give me. I want to be the honey badger. I want to be Stoffel, very nice. particularly, and mm. um, that is reference to a brilliant Geno D W Y R back no, in the day. Stoffel W Y E or E R. Yeah. Oh, Stoffel, because I like his energy. I want to be, I want to make like a kind of a meme, maybe like, you know, walking into Monday like Stoffel. Yeah. You know? that, yeah. That, in fact, creeps, get in touch with your memes of walking into Monday like Stoffel. We've, have we ever Stoffel? had an illustration of Stoffel? Yeah, Jenny's definitely so. done, one, done one in her, I'm sure of it. 
Get in touch. I read. I have a vague memory of Jenny doing it. I shall look back. But guys, I watch. Do you know who is Stoffel in human form? Liam Gallagher. Mm. I watched that documentary. No way. He's way too lethargic. He's not. He's a little beast. He's an aggressive runt of the litter. And that's the kind of energy you need in your man-eating animal. You need the rage. You're born into rage. And that desperation to prove yourself. Anyway, whatever. That's my creep. What do you guys have for us? Love it. Okay, I am back on a train of um, finding creeps who have stolen people's identities. It's one of my favorite um, creeps. I've got a few stories lined up around the theme and I'm excited for them. And the first one I am going to tell you is uh, the story of Rika Okada. Um, so this is a story, you know, when like people get in touch with you on Facebook that you were in school with and you maybe don't want to see, but then enough time has passed. You're like, okay, it's been 20 years. Maybe we can go for a casual pint. Might be funny. Don't. This is a story in why you should not don't. reconnect with people from school. Okay. Is this a story so, about not giving someone a second chance? No, no, no. Just don't. First of all, just don't be on Facebook. Like who's on Facebook? But don't Me? accept friend requests from people who are, sorry, you're like, <laughs> an ambassador but <laughs> don't expect accept facebook requests from people you were in school with like do you really need to know what they're doing with their lives mm, curiosity might kill the cat and it did for rika well great segue okay so in march 2014 29 year old rika okada was working as a nurse in osaka um when she got a friend request from an old pal from her elementary and high school um, her name was Yuri Oshia. So Yuri had actually been born in Brazil, but was of Japanese descent. Um, her family had gone to Brazil in the early 1900s. After slavery was banned in Brazil, the country needed people to work in the coffee plantations. But because of poor working conditions and low wages, the Europeans did not want to go to Brazil. And Japanese people who needed jobs and economic survival couldn't go to America or Australia because of laws banning non-whites. So they ended up going to Brazil. So Yuri's family had been part of the, the people who had gone over to Brazil. Um, and when she was a child, so she had been born in brazil i think um or her family she had connections i'm not sure whether she was born in brazil or japan but yuri's family uh spent her childhood in japan in the nishari ward of osaka which is close to where rika was and that's how she got to know rika and they were in the same elementary school and same junior high school but in high school yuri decided to move back to brazil and attend high school over there now, interesting fact, and I did not know this till I was researching this story. Japan only allows one citizenship. So Yuri had to decide between Japan oh, and Brazil really? by the age of 18. Yes, it's this thing. So it's a person who possesses Japanese and a foreign nationality. So a person of dual nationality needs to choose one nationality before he or she reaches 22 years of age or within two years after the day that they acquired the second nationality. Well, now. So, Interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Strange. And annoying. Um, very yeah. annoying. Very, very annoying. Yeah. So um, Yuri decided to pursue Brazilian citizenship. Uh, so she went over there for high school, lived over there. And then when she was 20, she decided uh, she wanted to return to Japan. But she realized when she got back that it was really hard to find a good job because 
um, she had given up her citizenship. And that meant that she was only on a temporary visa in Japan. She couldn't find a well-paying job and ended up working in supermarkets and convenience stores to get by. She lived in Tokyo with a Chinese roommate. Um, and she was pretty isolated. So she had been ba- ba- on bad terms with her family and hadn't been in contact with them since she was kind of 17, 18. Um, and her only real friend was this Chinese roommate. So in 2013, when her roommate said that she was planning to return to China after being offered a job for a Japanese company in Shanghai, Yuri decided that she wanted to go to China with her. Hmm. So she would later tell the police that I was feeling lonely and I wanted to go study advertising and get a better job in China. Um, But Yuri was in debt and couldn't afford to go to China and had been denied permanent residency in Japan. So she was actually legally illegally in Japan at the time, having overstayed her temporary visa. So this is a problem that many people apparently encounter in Japan. And generally what they would do is forge passports um, so that she because she, she couldn't legitimately leave Japan. Um, so she was going to try and forge her own passport. And then she was thinking of different ways to get out of the country. And that's when she went to uh, Facebook to research passport forgery and routes of how to get out of Japan. And she came across Rika. So um she thought that maybe it would be better to just find someone who was around her age who didn't have a passport and she could apply for a passport in their name who didn't need to leave the country and to just assume their identity get the passport and be able to leave Japan okay Um, and also buying a nag in in 1997 yeah (laughs) because also the cost of a forged passport was like sensational it was incredible and she had no money was already in debt um so she needed to find someone who was single, easy to target, um, as well as someone who had never left Japan previously. Um, and Rika was the perfect target. She lived alone. She was working as a nurse. She didn't have a port- passport and had no intention of leaving the country. So using Line, which is um, the Japanese version of WhatsApp, Yuri reached out to Rika in January of 2014 and told her <coughs> she was back in Japan. It had been 10 years since they had known each other but Yuri said that she was going to be in Osaka and would Rika like to go and meet her for dinner mm. so Rika was like pleasantly surprised to receive the message and agreed to meet and got in touch with two other former classmates and the four of them got together in a local izakaya which is a Japanese pub um, so on the 1st of February 2014 an excited Rika posted a message on her Facebook saying I'm going to meet my elementary school classmates this evening it has been 10 years since we last met uh, and after the meeting, she posted a picture of the four of them at the table together. Lovely. But, well, lovely. Nice little catch up. But it was while at dinner, Yuri decided, started thinking that perhaps she could just kill Rika. Um, what? But she hadn't planned oh. any of the details yet. Because then she could fully take her identity and not be worried about anything and take her credit cards and yada, yada, yada. Like not just apply for a passport in her name, but fully assume Rika's identity. Um, so are we to believe she just she just thought of that on the meeting or this wasn't so she says she says whilst at dinner she just started thinking about it she's just like it hit her like a moment of inspiration she was having a little beer and she's like oh I could just kill this person problem solved (laughs) Yuri probably expressed dissatisfaction with line of duty and (laughs) Rika said you know what enough is enough yeah I think I think she was probably at the dinner and she was like, I need this person for a passport. And then at some point decided that, or I'm not victim shaming here, but probably decided that Rika was a melt and was like, I'm just going to kill her and take her identity. Right. Not the way to go about anything. Obviously, do not kill your friends. Do not contact your elementary school friends. Um, 
But that night, Rika invited Yuri back to stay in, in her place. So she went and stayed in Rika's home and then went back to Tokyo. So it was back in Tokyo, back with her Chinese roommate. Um, and it's so uh, weird. Imagine having a sleepover with someone that you had now decided to kill. Yeah. yeah. Very weird. It's very, very, very strange. Very, very strange. Um, so Yuri's roommate was moving out and uh, Yuri was left alone and she decided it was time to start moving on her plan, getting her exit out of Japan sorted. So on March 20th, two weeks after Yuri's visit, Rika posted a message on Facebook saying, I just had a very unpleasant experience and I'm shaking with anger. So I don't really know what the source of that anger was but it seems mm. to be from friends of Rika's it seems that Yuri reached out to her and asked her could she come and stay again and stay with her for a little while okay so the next day on the 21st of March Yuri had decided that she was definitively absolutely 100% going to kill Rika uh, so she went and she bought a knife at a home improvement store and went to Rika's home take she forced a, take herself than into Rika's home yeah but she refused, so she, I think she got, she didn't necessarily have to force her way in. Uh, Yuri was a bit like, oh, I don't want you here. But Rika got her way in and refused to leave. Um, and Rika had been described We've as We've all quiet had that polite. friend. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so Yuri ended up staying the night that night. But the next day, Rika sent a message to her friend saying, Yuri showed up at my place last night and she just refuses to leave. Um, and so Rika was encouraged to go and confront her and get her to leave but Yuri had the knife in her bag and um, when Rika tried to ask her to leave or whatever she ended up stabbing her killing her what? she said to police afterwards that I don't remember what happened but I stabbed her sure. over and over again 50 times to be exact Jesus she did not yeah. think this thing through oh at all God. no it like, gets real loose there was loose. no consideration with the body dump here she hadn't even well, thought of it Listen to this. This it gets stranger, right? So Yuri then decided to clean up the blood from Rika's body, wiped the knife, and tried to remove any trace of the crime from Rika's home. She cleaned up any online trace by deleting the post about Rika being angry two days previously. Then sent a text from Rika's phone to work saying that she was sick and wouldn't be coming in. Okay. There was no face then. So the rest day, Rika was actually quite um active on social media so she posted a lot of her food posted a lot of updates throughout the day so people started growing suspicious when she hadn't posted anything during the day um but her friends uh, and so sorry friends were trying to reach to her and reach out to her on social media and couldn't get in touch with her and they were growing more and more suspicious but when rika's parents were sending messages yuri was replying to them as rika hoping to prolong anyone knowing that rika was missing someone from rika's oh, work came how fucked up is this yeah, someone Jeez. from Rika's work came to do a home visit, uh, but they reported that no one's home. And then when the landlord was sent over, Yuri was in the house, called back, pretending to be Rika, saying that she was sick in bed and couldn't open the door. But it wasn't enough to deter Rika's parents. And they reported Rika missing at the end of March when she hadn't showed up for work for a few days and could not be reached by um, phone to chat. Meanwhile, what was going on? She so, was just there in the apartment with the body. Yeah, so <gasps> after sorry, I'm so after Rika's she used Rika's phone to call in sick. She turned off Rika's phone, stole her bag and wallet and credit cards, and on the twenty third of March, called a moving company. So about two days later, to pick up a package from Rika's home. 
the caller said that she was Rika and used Rika's credit card to pay for the delivery but had used Rory it was obviously Rory Yuri and Yuri used the deliver her own phone number as the contact number uh oh so here's what she did she drained the blood from Rika's body and then wrapped Rika's body in soft bubble wrap placed it in a cardboard box six feet long um, and it, in total it weighed about 50 kilos after she drained the b- blood and labelled it as a life-sized human doll uh, which and sent uh, which here would raise some eyebrows but maybe overseas might be a regular-ish occurrence in Japan seem to just be life-sized human yeah. doll fragile right and this is where I it gets strange rug rug yes. so but I mean it's going to be scanned rug. It's going to be scanned. So when it doesn't match. Oh, the they thing. see it. Oh, yeah. So like they saw the, the outline of the body. Oh, really the good life size. It won't be human. like an x-ray. Yeah. I think they just kind of. I don't know how it works. Anyway. Got through the postal system. Um, Sent to where? Got through delivery system. So this is the strange thing. She posted it back to her. Um. Apartment. apartment so she posted oh my god yuri posted it to herself um hmm. and yuri, the label on the thing you're said not good at this, yuri no uh, so then she went back she then raced the package back to tokyo um which was delivered a day later then she hid the body in her apartment for a month and then rented a storage locker paid for using rika's credit card near her home and moved rika's body there in the late april um, and okay, along- okay, so by now it fucking stinks. Yeah. Oh, um, it's just all great. Only so then- much bubble wrap can achieve. Really? She's so if she now uses Rika's passport to leave the country, surely that'll set off some kind of alert. Yeah. She's so, but person. she's also she's also applying for credit cards in Rika's name. Um, Used her health card to get the certificate needed to apply for a passport. Used a photo of herself and made a passport in the name of Rika. Um, and it was later reported that she spent about one million, about ten thousand dollars, both in Japan and Shang and Shanghai, on hotels, clothes, and other goods. So she's just living. She was. She's living a good Rika's time. best life, but Rika's dead. Can um, I suggest that Rika that 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 she always hated Rika? Like this is not just. Something. Uh, this feels like a. But if they only knew each other grudge. so young, like they would have lost. I mean, Still. what's junior high? Like up to 10, 12? Like Still. they were kids. I mean, there's no reason. A borrowed yeah, pencil never returned can harbor a dried out marker. Yeah, yeah. Those uh, kids who just left the markers pen. off. Yeah. Everyone enjoys a pen. Or yeah, the ones who took the pens. markers and ran them until they frayed. You know, like you oh, take yeah. your like aggressively use your markers yeah you're not putting the lids back on my Crayola I'm gonna fuck you up bitch and then it's dried and frayed oh god no. R.I.P. those people um so she then she moved when she had she had moved the body to a storage locker so that her roommate who was in China would not return and see it um but the roommate did come back for a visit and Yuri decided that that would be the time when she was returning to China that would be the perfect time for her to also move to China so she purchased a plane ticket using a credit card in Rika's name uh, and along with her friend decided to off, head off, uh, which was the 3rd of May 2014. 
She got a flight from Tokyo to Shanghai, but was stopped by Shanghai officials and detained for suspected illegal entry into China. She said she was given consent by Rika to use the passport, but then eventually things got overwhelming and she turned herself in to the Japanese consulate and was held by authorities. Back in Osaka. Consent by Rika. That is just still not how a passport works, no, love. not at all. Um, so meanwhile in Osaka, the disappearance of Rika was being investigated. The police found bloodstains with DNA matching Rika in her apartment, but were able to trace the body and found Rika's... Um, they obviously traced what had happened with the credit card statements and all that kind of stuff and found it uh, in the storage locker because the storage locker, of course, had been paid for using Rika's credit card. Um, using fingerprint they found just they found rakes of fingerprints from Yuri in the package um, so there was a warrant sent Gosh. out for Yuri for the robbery and use of Rika's credit cards as well as for the murder of Rika Okada um, well. but there's no extradition treaty between Japan and China <gasps> so she was over there in China and because Free. she was a Brazilian they oh. because she was they were going to extradite her back to Brazil Um. So it it took t- nearly two years for the Japanese government to successfully plead for Yuri to be sent back to Japan. Finally, in 2016, um, the Chinese Supreme Court agreed and sent her back. So Holy in shit. January 2017, she was brought back to Osaka and arrested for theft and the murder of Rika, as well as fraud for creating credit cards and a passport in Rika's name. Originally, Yuri refused to co- cooperate with the police and said that she had nothing to say. Very line of duty, no comment. Uh, but she later no confessed to the whole thing. The trial began in 2019. She admitted to killing Rika, but her defense team claimed that she suffered from psychological illness. And her or her uh, defense team argued that she should not be punished and should not be held fully criminally liable due to diminished mental capacity. However, prosecutors pointed out that many steps were taken to hide the body, including packaging it, yes. transporting it, and then hiding it in a storage locker. Many actions, yes. including preventing the discovery of the crime by sending messages from Rika's phone and impersonating Rika to avoid detention, showed that Yuri had the ability to judge good and bad behavior. She was sentenced Uh-oh. to life in prison in March 2019, but appealed the decision. Higher courts also decided to uphold the sentence and the Supreme Court dismissed her appeal, finalizing her life sentence. After the trial, Yuri like... made... Go on. Oh no, go ahead, sorry. She just made a statement afterwards saying, I am sorry, I am sad and sorry for my actions and for causing so much trouble to so many people. Unbelievable fuckery. Trouble. Yuri, that isn't trouble. You didn't cause trouble. You fucking wrecked lives. Ruined lives. It's murder. Took a life and ruined lives. Oh my God. I was going to say like, it seems a bit like they're conflating just being quite shit at the crime to diminished mental capacity. Exactly. Exactly so. Oh, listen, good enough for her. She just wasn't Rita. good at it, guys. Oh my God, that's, what a story. That is mad. There's so wow. many other ones I have coming now on assumed Id- uh, people robbing identities. It's I think it's a theme that we haven't fully explored on the creep Here's something we need to fully well. explore. Did you either of you get involved with a documentary series that I need you both to watch called Q Into the Storm on HBO? Please, for the love of fucking God, watch that documentary. It okay. is... Watch the first episode. Okay, first Where did episode you find isn't... it? Torrent, girl. Just use your fingers and do the torrenting. Do you need a... a I would feel bad, except that we know HBO is good for No, it. I know I how to do the torrent thing, but I can't do it on my la- on my work laptops because one That's time right, I did a torrent and I downloaded things. All right, okay, I'll have, a, I'll have a... 
Send me yeah, the yeah, link yeah, I'll and send I'll you add a link. To it today. Listeners to the Creep Dive will, uh, you will absolutely squirt your beans off looking at this shit. It is fucking <laughs> mind-blowingly good documentary. And as a result now, I'm following on Twitter all the guys in the show that have been uh, interviewed. And it's ongoing. It's absolutely genius Brilliant. you gotta watch it you gotta get in now what side do you in. stand on i feel like you're the kind of person who'd log on there now and pretend to be q for a bit of a laugh and not realize you're destroying the world well that's interesting yeah I you're ra- right to be radicalized uh, yeah, definitely i am so and i was watching it so much of that uh, ashley o'loughlin stuff on it and i was watching it you know in the same way in a car crash kind of tv stuff and i, I was watching and watching and watching and reading the comments and then i and then slowly my mind started to rationalize what I was watching. I started to get what she, why she might be saying. And I was like, holy, this is how it happens. If you just get immersed in something, it will soak into your yeah. skin. And, and small insidious comments from people that yes. you trust that you don't associate with the alt-right, but they say stupid things. And then it's backed totally. up elsewhere. And then confirmation bias, like yeah. your Lord, Joe Rogan, telling people yes. not to get oh, vaccinated. Well. I absolutely still, and, and I listened to that whole fucking two and a half hour show with Maddie, Maddie Matheson, who I love. Uh, and that's, this is where, isn't that? That's where he said what he said about teenagers not bothering, or if you're healthy, you, you needn't get vaccinated, which is completely ridiculously wrong. But Joe is historically stupid. And um, so yeah, it's so totally on brand with him. So if you're well, you a can regular see how listener, so... you're just nodding along like, yeah, Joe Rogan. Oh, here you go, Rogan. But that's because you can you can critically examine what you're listening to. Like you can you have enough life experience to say that's wrong because you're 42. But someone who's 17 <laughs> listening doesn't. Yes, I guess. So they don't, but they don't critically engage with it. And you can stop and say, I know that that's ridiculous. And this is, I'm hearing this because of this. And I'm aware of this whole system. Like the way uh, you, yeah. can, you can acknowledge that you were r- rationalizing things. But the problem is that so many people don't consume the media like that. They just take it at face value. And it's dangerous. Dangerous. But it like, I found myself Joe. nearing the end of the first episode and being like, what if these people, what if it pans out that they're all right? Like people thought Area 51 was not true and we know it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's that. And that's the terrifying <laughs> thing because just accepting that statement. Yeah. Well, yeah, the terrifying thing is you lads. can't, you can't defend authorities either. Like you can't say that we are not being manipulated by the media because we are but it's not to the point of like political persuasion but also we can like we just have to really interrogate all of the information we receive from all sources and the onus is on us to go back and back it up but it's it's really it is really challenging we live in the most intensely dangerous time for people who consume media and then well, if that's you were why to take I think this documentary is so particularly interesting because it doesn't just talk about the faceless posters and the anonymity of the internet we're getting an insight we're getting a visual of the people who are uh, starting 4chan 8chan 4chan and, yeah. yeah and uh, 8 coon then and they are and here we can see them and now we can see what might drive them and now we have an understanding of where this uh, information might come from and that's very fucking helpful mm. it's amazing i never knew 4chan was like started by a 19 year old oh yeah how much sense does that make and but he's a genius and continues to be one 
but he but yeah like, but it's even so even regardless of what your intellect is like at 19 you know your emotional maturity is probably that of a 19 year old at best yeah, a 22 right. year old but then and then it was all hung kind of all of it hung on the hook that was free speech but then at the kind of 4chan days nothing had physically happened really as a result of this free speech and these kind of gangs of people agreeing with each other and all these various boards talking shit. It just felt like shit talking. And then mm. stuff started to happen in real life. And that is where we are, yeah. we are now. And, and that's because it did feel back then when and we were all just were shit talking on across local... MSN and across fucking early days Reddits and, you know, just recording these terrible shit. But things were happening teachers. on a local level, like initially. And even that wasn't enough for it to matter yet, really, mm -hmm. to even mainstream media and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, like when when people would be doxxed and kind of hunted down for, mm -hmm. you know, remember that guy who was like tormenting his cat? Yes, he that's right. He was hunted down by four yeah. channels and mm -hmm. stuff. Um, and now it's obviously like happening on this global level and... I guess it was nobody saw the potential. They didn't no. believe it could get so big. And uh, and it's totally wild. And Stay then with I the opened documentary, my so. book last night. Oh, I, yeah. When I got to bed, I was on page 17. It's all fucking true. It's fucking true. But you know what the one thing? They let themselves down. Because like Cassie said, it's very convincing. Because we do know that there is a hidden world order. And we know that there is so much corruption that our tiny minds can't even really conceive of it. Do However, we? with the baby eating, I they always take it there and that's where they do And they undermine their own the argument. Shark. Yeah, Absolutely. they do. They do. But I think yeah. to bring this episode full circle, maybe it isn't that there is one secret world order, but that there is power corrupts and there is people operating positions of power that just are slightly corrupt and make decisions based on their own bias and protecting their own communities of billionaires mm -hmm. and that is mm -hmm. why we live in a corrupt society we're working on a really great um podcast about all of this called end of the world via the internet and it explains um everything amelia is putting it together and it'll be released in june and i have announced that now to the world so, so it that's has a hard, to happen so that's a hard deadline yeah. and in the meantime that's watch brilliant. this show Watch Q into the storm, and they later on in the episodes, guys. So you're through maybe episode three around there. They interview the head of Anonymous and that movement. And do you remember that? Oh, great! Yeah, fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's like oh, rabbit hole. If anybody wants to consume this as a podcast version, the New York Times rabbit hole. I've listened to it oh, maybe three times. It's a such cast, a good podcast, and it goes further. It goes further than rabbit hole. It is so brilliant. Beautiful. Anyway, check it all out. I Look have at all one. Out. I like. To kind of see us out, I have oh. one thing that isn't a million miles from this in terms of this is potentially fake news, but okay. I'm just going to go with it because okay. you'll see why. And I came across it. I can't. It's so annoying. I, I can't find where I got it from in the end, but I thought it was in the um, comments on the journal that comments on that guy who filmed the police officers, but now I can't oh. find where I got it from. Perhaps Q. What okay, are you doing in the comment section of the journal? You say it. Oh, I love it. I oh, always need to check in right. on me so horny and see how the whole gang is. You know, I just love them. So, okay, here we go. Tell me, now you may have heard this before because it's an old story. 
2007, guys. Oh my God. Oh my God, wait. If you divide two by one oh, and add seven. Okay. <laughs> Irish donkey sex case shots net. Okay. No. Very excited. Netizens. This is such, that's such a 2007 <laughs> phrase. Uh, netizens have reacted with a mixture of horror and disbelief to a story which recently appeared on the Galway First website. So that's galwayfirst.ie. Um, so the headline was, Lonely Man Brought Donkey to Hotel Room, Court Told. Cast him in first floor. You couldn't get that thing down a flight of stairs. I mean, into a lift? Yes. Oh, other you than definitely lift. get it into a lift. Okay. A man who was found dressed in latex and handcuffs brought a donkey to his room in a Galway city centre hotel because he was advised to, quote, get out and meet people. The local court heard Fake news. This has to be fake news. I can't listen to this. Don't ruin it. Thomas Aloysius McCarney... <laughs> With an address in South Galway, was charged with cruelty to animals, lewd and obscene oh, behaviour, and with being a danger to himself when he appeared before the court on Friday. He was also charged with damage to a minibar in the room, but this charge was later damage. dropped when the defendant said that it, it was, was the actually the donkey, the donkey who caused that damage. Yeah. <laughs> Solicitor for the accused said her client had been through a difficult time lately. His mm-hmm. wife had left him, and he'd become increasingly lonely, which is sad. Yeah. That was when he began attending counselling and it was there that he was told he should get out and meet people and do interesting things. Okay. It was this advice that saw him book into the city centre hotel with a donkey. She also added, (laughs) this is, this could be the moment. She added, Mr. Carney also suffered from a fixation with the Shrek movies. (laughs) And could constantly be heard at work talking to himself, saying things like, isn't that right, donkey? (laughs) Superintendent John McBrarty. I read this to Seb and he was like, these names are fake. So John McBrarty told the court that Thomas Aloysius McCarney had signed in on the hotel register as Mr. Shrek. Oh, and told staff that the donkey was a family pet and that this was believed by the hotel receptionist um, because, according to the superintendent, she was young and hadn't great English. Okay. Now, I think there's a ring of truth here in that quote because it, that's very that's very Irish way of phrasing it. She hadn't great English. Mm. Hmm? That is mm. an Irish phrasing. Yeah, Okay. Okay. So are we to believe so then the that so some young person whose English is their second language was manning yeah. the desk of a, of some hotel somewhere just and then this man <laughs> now dr- calling back to go what you first city said. Sorry, go away city center. And did you say that he arrived in in latex gear with the donkey? Yeah. <laughs> no, you did. I, I, he was. You said you said he found. Okay, because I really pictured him walking in in a gimp costume. Me too. Let donkey. me go back to the first paragraph. And everyone's like, no, Sir Shrek. Found. He was found. In the okay. latex in the hotel room. Um, okay. So, then so there's no right, way you're going to stop this guy, basically. If you were, let's say you were in Brazil on, on, and then you were like, what, 20 years old and you, this is your gig. You're like, okay, I'm just manning this fuck. You're going to let anything happen. <laughs> yeah. This is not also, her fault. 
this is not her fault, especially because um, when he arrived in with the donkey to the reception desk, he told her it was a breed of, quote, super rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) Which he was bringing to a pet fair in the city. (gasps) Okay. All all seems (laughs) kosher. Yep. All fine. If you think about a donkey's ears, you can see it a little bit. She was, the court she was told that the donkey went berserk in the middle of the night and ran amok in the hotel corridor, forcing staff to call the guardie. Of course, um, did. that was when he was found in the room wearing a latex suit oh, and Christ handcuffs. Christ. And also, it was believed that the uh, key to the handcuffs had been swallowed by the donkey. By the donkey. This fucking donkey has been traumatized. Broke free of yes. the. Okay, woke up. Uh, everything seemed fine. They watched a shit movie on TV. Everything was grand. They were going to the fair the next day. Donkey's eyes crack open at three in the morning. Your man's standing there in a gimp mask. She freaks out, bursts out the hotel door. And this is how it happened. So let's hope he didn't get nearer. Yeah, definitely let's hope so. Um, so obviously that uh, has an update to it, actually. Great, so great, great. This, I'm I'm reading this from a screen grab that's appeared on another site called theregister.com. Very legit. Very legit. And um, they contacted Galway first, the first place that it was reported. And um, one of the journalists there got back and said that um, the man at the centre case was heavily fined and... Uh, he is rumoured to be now bankrupt. Um, now, the fine was to only €2,000. Okay. Right. who knows Still. where he was at in his personal life at the time. Uh, yeah. I think safe to say not great. Not, so okay. that could have been have financial causes. Anyway, most importantly, says Galway First Keith Lynch, we have highlighted a serious issue. Donkey crimes like this are all too common in Ireland's West. No. Damning indictment of the west of the country. Damning. Damning. If you're from the west of Ireland, get in touch. Where are you going? You can defend your province or you can give bring us more evidence of this all too common crime. (laughs) So who who knows? Fucking knows. But god damn it, that super rabbit story is an excellent cover I think we can all agree Super that's rabbit. a tr- that's a oh. lesson for us all when you're lying just go for it donkeys do oh. have long ears though don't they Sometimes. they do well, exactly. they do that's what I said but the hooves, and you never guys. know he might have put a little cotton bud you know the cotton buds <laughs> he might have affixed that to the back of a donkey get to the back of a donkey yeah <gasps> very Look, convincing har- very hopefully convincing. all is well with that donkey now what an ass though Irresistible. <laughs> Bravo, Jennifer O'Dwyer. We will see you Bringing IRL on Thursday. Our live show is back. And will three of us be in attendance? And it's going to be fan dabba So if and you're a patron, see you there. And uh, all of the creeps. And you if know where to find come. us. Yes, exactly. If like, you're new come, and you've never come. And you've thought, like, I'd go, but it just sounds too intense. And it sounds like... <laughs> It I'd is intense. Up and everyone would be but staring at me. Come, you can keep your camera off. You don't have to take part in the chat box. You can just. We prefer observe. it when people are silent. 
Yeah. Cassie prefers when we're silent. Exactly. <laughs> I actually prefer when the Shut whole up. thing is silent and we just look at each other. Nobody yeah, it's has just to like talk. a silent rave only. And everyone closes podcast. their eyes. Everyone just tunes and in. And we meditate. Their personal. Yes, everyone tunes into their personal favorite podcast <laughs> and we just share Together. a communal experience. We do nothing, but you I, still give us your money. That is my, that is my preferred way of being. <laughs> but for some well, peace, enjoy. Well, for now. Thank you all for coming. Oh, see you, you on so Thursday. Much. Or see you next, whatever, what Tuesday. Next Bye. 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 If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.